now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400 and follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. Well, good evening, everyone. It is time to huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us with USC Trojan Talk every Thursday night live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brought to us by Terrible Herps and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome you every Saturday morning year-round on KMET Radio. That's AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to noon. Well, we'll talk Trojan football. We've got a lot of things to talk about. It is the off-season, but is it ever an off-season when you talk about the sport of football? Joining us from Southern California is Chuck Hayes. Chuck, it's great to have you with us tonight. And there's a lot of things always happening down at USC. Well, Coach, it is great to be with you and uh, be able to talk football. And Coach, I think it would uh, be a great place to start is the momentum of a football team in its off-season conditioning program when the NFL Combine is just concluded. And you might say, well, why are you uh, comparing one with the other? There are two different entities. One player or group of players are leaving to try to go to the NFL. The others are trying to get a job uh, during spring football at USC, but I think they're really tied together because I think from a program evaluation standpoint, you really get an idea where things have come from and where things are going. I agree with you, Chuck. I think the older players are getting ready for a new career as far as now possibly moving on and playing in the NFL, and the younger players see the importance, and maybe sometimes they say, well, we should have done this earlier and worked this hard as far as getting ready because now they're going to pay for uh, play for pay as far as big money the way it's going in the NFL. And some of the younger players are now following their lead and with a new uh, strength and conditioning coach, there's new ways and new ideas that he brings with him from the University of Oklahoma. I think the off season probably, Chuck, is the place you improve the most, not on the field as far as football itself, but as far as your t- strength and teammate, your strength and conditioning, as far as being around each other all the time, sacrificing, doing things that you never have done before, never thought you could do before, and that sort of shows a maturity as far as in your football team. Remember, there's more off-season than there is season itself. So there's a better time, and as I always used to say, you get better and better in every way, and game day is every way, every day. So you look at that as a way of growing and getting ready for that short period of time from September through January, you hope through January, up to January, where you have an opportunity to represent yourself in university as far as in, uh, during the regular season and during uh, the bowl game season. So it's really important that the off season you mend and you put yourself together and you put that chain together and you're only as strong as your weakest link. All of those sayings that we use as far as a football coach come true right now during this portion of the year. Coach, the other thing, with, with so much free agency going on in the NFL and players moving from one team to the other, including veteran superstars getting new addresses, it also opens the door in regards to environment, in regards to having structure within your own program, because players now are more aware of players coming in and coming out, and I think when you have uh, ex-players who come from your university come back and work out in your facility and have a chance to interact 
with those uh, current players, it really gives them an education if they're open to this. And again, everyone has to be open. You can't force anyone to embrace anything as to what the uh, opportunities are and how one should act as a professional. Chuck, uh, you're exactly right. I think there's a lot of growing up that goes on in the offseason, too, as far as with NFL players coming back and working out with your younger players that are currently at that uh, university. And today, Chuck, with the portal program, too, it's important that uh, you see how these new players come into your program. And you know there's a lot of discussion going on, maybe not on the field, or but it, at the uh, training table or during the day when these guys are with each other. What, what happens differently? Well, what did you do at Texas? Is that, it, are we doing what you did at Texas? Are we doing what you did at Oklahoma? Are we doing what you did at Stanford? Or did, what did you do at Stanford? How did you get ready for us? What did you think of us when, when Oregon, when uh, you, Oregon, the, the running back from Oregon, Fry came? To, what did you guys think of us when you played us? All of these different things they have a time to discuss. And they find out more about themselves and what other people thought of them. them. So I think it's, it's a little bit of a situation that it used to be. We used to really have a close group of people that once you became a, a rebel, once you became a lancer, once you became whatever you were, wherever I was coaching, we became one. And we tried to form that very close and very strong where we did not want to let the other person down. We want, if we made a mistake, we let everybody down. If we scored a touchdown, we all scored a touchdown. If we won a game, we all won a game. And this all comes from believing within each other and working for the same objectives of being the strongest and the best person that you can be individually wherever you go to represent your program. And I think it's very important. You know, like I used to say all the time, they know you, you don't know them. So act like you do know them and act like the person that you'd want dating your daughter someday or doing the certain things or somebody that you would want working for you because you are now learning all the skills of life. Coach, one of the things that goes on now and you have a uh, opportunity to grow together as a staff is you're having a lot of junior recruiting and you're having weekends and, and players coming in and out. And I think the more that this happens, the more you're reinforcing not only internally to your staff, but also out to the uh, former players that played at that university, as well as all the high school coaches and people from the, uh, the travel teams that are coming in and getting the message from your program. It used to be, and I always took advantage of this, of going to coaching clinics uh, after the season was over. You'd get out there, and you could hear what a program was about as, a, as an assistant, as a, as a coach at another program, and hear really what the, the mindset was and hear it from the head man or his number one offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator special teams coach. And that rippled through whatever group of coaches you were with because one thing people do in regards to coaching, they discuss what's going on at each individual program. Chuck, you're exactly right. You know, whenever we had uh, or invited people to our campus and we never knew who was going to show up at our campus or on our practice field in our conditioning room or whatever, our doors were always open to high school coaches, players, parents, whatever. We wanted it to be the best. 
the best as far as painted, the best as far as the turf, the best as far as cleanliness, the best as far as uniforms, everything we wanted to do. And we trained in the off season. We wanted to look better than anybody else. We wanted people to come onto our field and see how we're supposed to be done. We tried to set the level of what ex- ex- what 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 they expected plus more. We wanted to be a step above. Like on our practice field when I coached at UNLV, I had a flagpole put up. And every day when we practiced, the flagpole went up, and every play- player would see that. It said rubbles. When we thought practice, the flag came down. I used to tell we were near a busy street in Las Vegas. And I said, and everybody knows it's listening in Las Vegas there knows that when cars drove by, I used to tell our team, the people know the Rebels are practicing. When the flag went down, the people knew the Rebels weren't practicing. So it's just little things like this where you take the pride as far as every piece of equipment being placed in the proper place on the field, everything being lined up perfectly, the gates being done, the turf being done, the equipment, the water bottles, the welcoming of people, the signing in, the recognition of people, handing someone maybe a hat when they came to practice or a bottle of water to somebody when they came to practice because it was hot out there or wherever it is, or invite someone to sit down somewhere, have a bleacher where they can sit down to watch our practice and make it comfortable. All of those things say, well, it wasn't like this at another school we were at. At the other school we were, it was, they didn't offer us anything. There wasn't a restroom anywhere. It wasn't like it is at our, this university we're at right now. So I think if you're at USC or wherever you are, you want to make it be better than any other place. So when people leave, they've got that conversation, wherever they're going is, Wow. Now I see what it's all about on this level of football. Not only what's happening on the football field with all the coaches wearing the same uniform and the time and the timers and the clocks and everybody writing notes and watching what's going on, but saying, you know, we want to do it like this. This is the way we want to do it. This is what we want to work for. And if you have that pride, you carry that pride all the way through everything you do. Riding on your buses, riding on the planes, uh, warm-ups, every single thing you do, you want to be better than your opponent. Every single thing. But, Chuck, we've got to take a short time out here on USC Trojan Talk. I want to welcome all of you on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial in the Inland Empire. Again, our first segment is brought to us Mercedes, by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact Jim Chase and the general manager himself for details on getting a new Mercedes-Benz or a used Mercedes-Benz. Call Jim at 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000 for Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Again, you're listening to USC Trojan Talk, brought just by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light in Las Vegas. Buckle up, everyone. Fight on. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. We'll be right back. fans announcing Terrible's game day giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. 
Visit Terribles.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. Where at? Well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And again, in the Inland Empire, we welcome you every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial for USC Trojan Talk year-around. Chuck Hayes has been with us here during our opening segment. And Chuck, you know, we're joined by a guy that I've been wanting to have on USC Trojan Talk for so long. Because he's a handicapper, and he's someone that we all say, no matter what game it is, how did they know it was going to be a three-point or three-and-a-half-point game? So I'm going to bring on Nick Bogdanovich. Chuck, I want to thank you very much for joining us. You know you're a regular on all of my shows, so I'll talk to you shortly. Okay, buddy? Coach, I appreciate it. We'll be tuning in here to Nick's Insights. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Thank you very much. That's Chuck Hayes. And now bringing on is Nick Bogdanovich. Nick, I'll tell you, you can see you can bump the best of them. When I have a chance to have you on a show, a guy that with your ability, not only just a great handicapper, but a great athlete, I want to thank you for joining us. Coach, it's my pleasure, and uh, looking forward to talking sports with you. Nick, I've got to ask you. You know, I read an article recently, and I found out that you were one heck of an athlete as far as in high school and college. You know, you never told me that. Yeah, well, Coach, I I went to school so long ago. It was Peach Baskets. It was a long, long time ago. But, yeah, I went to uh, Western High School in Las Vegas. I was born and raised here. Uh, I played tennis, baseball, and basketball in high school and went on to play a little college basketball up in Lewis, Lewiston, Idaho. So, yeah, I was a halfway decent athlete. Nothing great, but uh, not too shabby. 
No, you still got a lot of records out there too, Nick. And tell you, I'll tell you, you got uh, the reputation of somebody that I really respect. You've been at some of the biggest books in the in the city of Las Vegas. You ran probably, which it is, William Hill as far as handicapping everything for William Hill. Your most recent position. You're a guy that's respected by everybody in the business. And when you're respected by everybody in the business, then you got to be real good. How do you become a handicapper? Well, I uh, got out of college with a business degree, uh, didn't know what I really wanted to do with my life, and bounced around a couple gigs, and then I just started writing sports tic- uh, sports book tickets. This was before computers. We were handwriting tickets, hand-grading tickets. That was in 1985 at the Sands, and I just stayed in it, stayed in it worked my way up, and, uh, you know, obviously I was always a sports junkie, and so I combined that with a little business background, and... Uh, before you know it, I was running sports books in Las Vegas. And, you know, obviously, uh, anytime you go to work and you, you love what you do, uh, that's de- definitely a big bonus. You know, Nick, uh, when you talk to a coach or have a coach on the show, the, I always know the coach's progression on how he got where he was, and you've been at the best and the biggest. Let's talk about your progression on how you came. Like you said, you're a writer, ticket writer. And then to the Sands, how did you progress into running one of the biggest, well, could be the biggest, or was, it is the biggest uh, sports book handicapper in, in, uh, in, in sports. How did this all come about? How did you play in the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, yeah, I just, like I said, I, I started at the Sands, and I was a, a, I wrote tickets for about six months, and they saw I had a little talent, so they promoted me to supervisor. And then the Sands was being sold, and I ran the Sands Sportsbook at, like, the age of 26, uh, just during the interim sale until they could get rid of the property. And that's when I transferred to Binion's Horseshoe, where it all began for me. I was uh, That was a gambling mecca, uh, World Series of Poker, high craps, high blackjack. Jack Binion ran a great joint. Uh, got to meet his father, Benny Binion, before he passed away in 89, but... Uh, there was two sportsbook managers. Binion's opened their sportsbook in 1989, and they went through two sportsbook managers in a span of three months. And I just happened to be in the right place at the right time, and Jack Binion took a chance on me uh, and then started running the Binion sportsbook back in November of 89. And we were one of the two or three big players in town. There was us and Caesars and the Mirage with Jimmy Vaccaro and and that's it. That was my first big break, and I was lucky to be around a lot of, you know, a lot of big gamblers there. All the poker players hung out there: Chip, Breeze, Doyle, Brunson, uh, Stewie Younger, all of them. And they all bet sports, and, and that's where I cut my teeth and uh, learned my trade. Well, you learned your trade, and you learned learn your trade well. I tell you, during the periods of time, I've been. Uh, very fortunate to be able to do some shows with you and uh, do some on-location shows with you at the different places you've been. And you're always a great guy. You're always there. You're always welcoming everyone. You're always smiling, and you're so good at what you do. But everyone is still happy when uh, they play and when you set the numbers and the odds for all of these different things. Nick, I've got to ask you, how do you sit down during a week and put together football? basketball, hockey, all on one ticket in one race of sportsbook. How in the heck do you guys do these type of things? Well, yeah, I mean, well, when I left uh, William Hill, uh, we had a nice run from 2012 to, to 2021, a good nine-year run. 
I had a we, we started with a staff of nine, and we grew so fast we were there was like eighty three when we left. So complete team effort. Uh, but you know, you, you use we got some consultants as well, and we got power rating numbers, and we got the benefit of of working in this time zone in Nevada is books uh, in Asia are open, faraway islands, so. We've got all sorts of resources to put it, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do eventually put up the number we want to use uh, to, you know, to form my opinion and to fit our clientele. But yeah, coach, what it is is basically each team has a power rating. Uh, then you factor in some home home court. Uh, you factor in current form, uh, some injuries, and you put up a number. And then the sharps. There's so many sharp betters out there, coach. Once you put up the numbers. They'll straighten you out pretty quick if you're off too far. So, uh, you know, and then, then, you know, the general masses, they start betting like crazy. Obviously, sports betting is in 30 of the 50 states now, and it's publicly acceptable now. Every time you turn on a TV, uh, you got someone promoting sports books, whether it's the Mannings or – and the lines are right there on TV. So it's it's part of the fabric of society now, So which I'm glad because everyone was betting sports anyway. Now it's just out in the open. Nick Bogdanovich joins us here on USC Trojan Talk. Uh, famous, I would say famous in his field as far as a handicapper in Las Vegas and bookmaking and setting the odds and all of the above. Nick, when you, when you, when you sit down and do these things, obviously – uh, you sound make it sound like it's so easy, but it's so exact. Everyone always says, "How do they know it was three or four points?" Or, and all the other different things that surround it. How do you, how do you, how is it that you can come out so exact on most of these games where, where you can make money in this game? Well, the eleven to ten always helps. Uh, they call it the juice or the vigorish. So you know the player has to lay eleven to win ten and. As long as we go 50-50, we're in pretty good shape. I mean, to be a professional gambler, you got to hit like 52.3% to break even, and it's very hard to do. Uh, not to mention most of the recreational bettors will end up betting some parlays or teasers or into some future books that have a higher hold percentage. So, yeah, it, but, but uh, Coach, when it comes to gambling, I always encourage people to bet the sports because it's the best chance you have. It's you know, the uh, lottery or, or, or craps or Baccarat, any of the casino games, you probably don't have much of a chance. But in sports, you can make the dollar go a long way. If you specialize on a sport, do your homework, be a little selective, make sure you have several betting outs. That way you always take the best number. You can hang around and, and fight because we're talking sports is man-made numbers. We, we, we make mistakes all the time. So, and there's a zillion events a month. So there's always going to be soft spots. If you just study and, you know, specialize and get several outs, I I think you can, you know, you can hang around and and do okay in sports betting. Nick Bogdanovich joins us here on USC Trojan Talk. Nick, let me ask you, how, how, how is it that, that in the business that you're in, how much does it make a difference when, in coaching, when the, the way, yeah, does coaches make a difference on who's coaching a team? Do you guys respect on that over other coaches? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think when you're making a power rating, 
the coach or and and the coordinators now coach as well they they mean something if you have a strong head coach and a couple strong offensive coordinators and they've been together for a while and they're cohesive uh it means something and when there's always turmoil and shake up and a, a coordinator leaves to take a head position it weakens the team a little you got to adjust the, your power rating a little uh if you didn't don't think they brought in a capable back uh a replacement so yeah no question about it uh, coaching strength is is a part of the the the, uh, the 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 power rating for sure. Nick, what about the futures? How you do the futures? I've always wondered how immediately after the Super Bowl, immediately after the Super Bowl, you guys put up the futures for next year. I mean, how do you know that? How do you figure that? I mean, I mean, how are you that far prepared to know? You don't know what's happening in free agency. You don't know anything. Coaching changes, and you got the futures up. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the future book is a really, really, it's a revenue earner for the sports book. So we definitely wanted to get it up and start getting money in that pool right away. Uh, each sports book. Yeah, a real aggressive Super Bowl future book. Will, will, people will try to hold about 15%. Some of them go as high as 30%. So it's a pretty good earner for the sports books. But, yeah, we take our best shot and get it started. And then, obviously, you just like crazy, one, as the money comes in, but two, as the information comes in. Obviously, if you're running a book right now and they announced that Russell Wilson was going to Denver, you better lower Denver real fast and raise Seattle real fast. Same with Green Bay. Once they signed Rodgers for four years, it looked like he may leave or retire. Once they signed him, uh, you had to lower the Packers for the division, the NFC, and the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we can get in the neighborhood uh, a year away, uh, you know, obviously based on how they did that last year and factor in some major injuries uh, and, and so forth. And then as soon as the draft comes and all the free agency moves, you just adjust on the fly and, Hope you get the information uh, before the betters. Nick, let me ask you this: What propositions when they came into to football? Uh, how in the, did that come about? And what do you have? A hundred of them now? Two hundred of them? I mean, there's so many different type of angles and different type of situations that can happen during a game. Who thinks these all up to make the odds on this? Yeah. Propositions have taken on a life of their own, especially in the Super Bowl. That that's when they're most highly publicized and talked about. Uh, you got two weeks to talk about them, uh, but we do propositions on on the Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game, and some and and some of the key players in the other games. It's a little too much to do massive amounts of props on all sixteen games, but the isolated games. You know, you'll get 40 or 50 props. And, yeah, over the years, they've just evolved and evolved and evolved. Obviously, the main ones involve the star players like quarterbacks. They always do touchdown passes and interceptions and yards. And and the beauty about the prop coach is the game may get out of hand, but that person who bet that Russell Wilson over 278 yards, he's going to stay late into the fourth quarter to see if he won that bet or loses that bet. So it's – yeah, the props are, have really taken on a life of their own, especially in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl now, Coach, believe it or not, it's, this props probably, we will probably write more business on the props than we do the game itself, if you can believe that. Wow, I can't believe that. Nick Bogdanovich joins us here tonight. Uh, handicapper, ca- handicapper, been in Las Vegas, been other places. Uh, 
for many, many years. I've worked with Nick. I like Nick. He's a gentleman, and he's really good at what he does. I would say, Nick, I don't know if you can call a guy the best in the world, but you certainly have run the biggest books in the world. Uh, recently, uh, William Hill, who just was sold, uh, you've uh, managed to uh, make a value of that company, and uh, it certainly did uh, go for big bucks. Nick, I've got to ask you this. The handles now, the handles now on high, not high school, but on college football and on NFL footballs and uh, football and all this. What is this? What are the numbers we're talking about? Big numbers, Coach. Uh, when we when I left uh, William Hill, uh, we were writing uh, in just in the state of Nevada. Uh, we were writing close to four billion. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's it's a huge number, uh, and, and it's only it's it's bigger in. It, wait, wait until California and New York gets full blown, and Texas and Florida, Ohio, the big the big states where there's massive amounts of people. New Jersey's starting to write more than Nevada, but they got 20, 15, 20 times more of the people. But uh, the Nevada will always be the home of sports betting. It was the only legal betting for 30 years, and uh, it's still uh, a major player in the game. But like I said, once these other states get open, Coach, they'll absolutely dwarf because just the, the sheer amount of people in the states of California, Texas, New York, it, it, the numbers will be incredible. Nick, let me ask you. What made the change? The NFL used to be, and you know that because I work with you and you work in it every day, is the NFL really didn't want gambling. They didn't want it. You couldn't have an active player in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl or other events. They couldn't be uh, VIP parties. They couldn't do all these type of things. When did it change when the NFL themselves became interested in gaming? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Obviously, the writing was sort of on the wall. In England, you'd go over there into the soccer stadiums, which is the biggest bet sport in the world, by the way, soccer. And there, there would be advertisement right on the field. There'd be betting stations right in the stadiums. So they, they knew at some point people were lobbying hard for sports betting over here. They knew everyone in every state was doing it. So they might as well legalize it, regulate it, bring it out in the light. and You know, eventually the wave was just too strong, Coach, and they had to go with it. So they went from fighting it really hard to now embracing it. And now they're partners, partnering up with all the gambling companies and making a few bucks off of it. So, uh, you know, it is what it is now. And, and listen, they, they teach their players, you know, not to play. Obviously, the Calvin Ridley situation has been in the headlines the last week, and you know, there's going to be a consequence if you find a player betting. Uh, obviously, in this situation, he was only betting parlays, so it's not like he had any in, inside information. He was just having some fun. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, they take it real seriously, and the players got to mind their P's and Q's when it comes to betting sports. Nick, when I was at UNLV, you had all the college teams on the board, but UNLV was not allowed to be on the board. Uh, can you explain that to us? And later on, uh, UNLV were able, you were able to bet on UNLV. What came about on that? Yes, well, it, it, it boils down to the gaming control boards in each jurisdiction when they make their rules. They don't want to have the tempt of some kids on that team walking to the, the counter and betting themselves or against themselves. So 
it was off the board for quite a while. Now it's on. Uh, people in the in the industry lobbied to say, hey, it's it's it, 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 it's better to have them on the board than not. And so now they're on. But coach, when we're booking in New Jersey, for instance, we can't book any of the New Jersey schools in basketball. Our football, like Rutgers, is in in New Jersey. You can't bet on Rutgers, or in basketball, you can't bet Princeton or Ryder or any of the New Jersey schools. And and, and that same with that in a few states. So most of the states allow betting on their college teams. Some jurisdictions don't, but it's just up to the individual uh, gaming people who write the rules. Nick, can you stay with us one more segment? I'd love to, Coach. Good buddy, you're my man. Nick Bondanovich joins us here on USC Trojan Talk. For all your Trojans out there, I know you always wonder, how did they know? How did they know? Well, we're trying to find out a little bit about the background of gaming uh, from Nick Bogdanovich. I would say the world's best or one of the top handicappers uh, that's been around a long time, as long as far as I'm concerned, as far as in Las Vegas. Again, we want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. Live in Las Vegas on a Thursday night, we want to thank Terrible Herbs, of course, and Coors Light for their sponsorship of uh, USC Trojan Talk Weekly. And again, we want to thank PT Express for the game time specials that they feature at Arizona Charlie's on Decatur and and, uh, and Boulder Highway, yeah, right by the Racing Sportsbook, Thursday through Sundays. Drop on in, enjoy your game, and uh, enjoy the PT Express. Buckle up, everyone. Fight on. Nick and I will be right back. I'm RV Hyde. Raiders fans, announcing Terrible's Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders Game Days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. <laughs> Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Join us at the all-new PT's Express, now open inside each Arizona Charlie's Casino on either side of town. Conveniently located by the sportsbook so you can enjoy watching your favorite sports teams while you dine in or take it to go. 
There's no wrong way when you pick up one of our game time specials, including hot dogs, chili dogs, sliders, and a bucket of chicken tenders. Served with fries and four domestic bottled beers. Game time specials offered Thursday through Sundays all day at Arizona Charlie's Casino. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to you by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, good morning, everyone, between 11 and 12, listening year-round to USC Trojan Talk on AM 1490 on your dial. Nick Bogdanovich joins us, world-recognized uh, handicapper. And again, we want to thank Budget Car and Truck Rental for their sponsorship of our next segment. Locally in Las Vegas, call 702 736-1212. Nick, moving along here, when you look and you mentioned a moment ago that soccer is probably the biggest bet sport out there. I never realized that. Yeah, worldwide it is, Coach. Just just because there's so many teams, uh, I mean, so many leagues and so many teams, it just adds up. And I think worldwide soccer is number one, and believe it or not, tennis is number two. Wow, I did not know that. I'm learning a lot. How about now this period of time now when we get into tournament play and it's over a long period of time, what what is the uh, what is the say the biggest bet action football season, March Madness, basketball, what is it that people that you as a uh, bookmaker and handicapper uh, really did look forward to. What what is that period of time? What sport is it? Well, for me, it's all it's college basketball. Uh, I, I think the first week of March Madness is, without question, the greatest sporting spectacle in the world. Uh, just love watching the you know the the upsets and the the college kids and the excitement. I, I like. I like that. Uh, professionals, you know, they're they're playing for a living, and it's it's a lot of business. Uh, still, the the college game is unbridled passion. So I, I I really prefer the college sports, both college football and college basketball. Uh, and obviously, the NFL is special, just because you know it's you know it's one game a week, and it's very important. Uh, they only play used to be sixteen of them, now seventeen, but. It's nice when all the games are going off on Sunday, and there's a massive amount of money in the in the the, the pile, and you know you can get hammered or make a lot of money on those Sundays. So it's special. Baseball is special in its own way too, because for three three of the months, uh, June, July, August, they pretty much have it to themselves, and there's a game every day. 162 games. So at the end of the season, there's a lot of money in the pile there as well. If you're a better coach, baseball is your best bang for your buck. A lot of 10 cent lines. That means half the juice. Uh, NFL and NBA is is 20 cent juice, a dollar ten each way. So you can get some good value betting baseball coaches. Reduced juice, and uh, you know the big three in America. Obviously, football writes a little. Little more, and then basketball and baseball are pretty close. Those those three dominate the American betting. Hockey's a way way distant four. So, uh, but yeah, coach, I'm a, I'm a college guy. I always have been, always will be. What has the Raiders done in Las Vegas? Has it really opened the door for more handicapping and more betting uh, since the Raiders are local? Uh, probably not, coach. Just because everyone was already betting the NFL. 
You know, I mean, literally everyone was betting the NFL, whether it's in fantasy, parlay cards, straight bets. You know, everyone has a mobile account now. So it, it probably was, if it was a slight uptick, it was, it was minuscule and not meant, uh, not noticeable. Whereas when the Golden Knights came to town, Coach Stone was betting hockey, and they did, and they started winning, and it, so people started betting hockey a lot more. They had a big impact on the handle in the state of Nevada, the Golden Knights presence. So uh, just because they had a lot of room to grow, whereas in the NFL, everyone was already playing. And, and, and on the flip side, the NHL, not a lot of action. So well, we really were happy when the Golden Knights showed up and uh, increased the number of hockey betters. How about the Pro Bowl now coming to Las Vegas? Has that brought added attention to pro football? No, not really. I think the Pro Bowl is, you know, it's just like a game of touch football, and I don't think people get into it too much. Uh, but you know what will be good for the for the talent coaches, the draft. Uh, there will be a zillion props on that. Betting will be big on that, and there will be a huge spectacle. Uh, obviously, the NFL draft is huge. They talk about it at length. There's nine zillion mock drafts, and it's a chance to uh, really improve your team. I mean, uh, you, you got to hit the draft well. Uh, you can only do so much in free agency, but it, it, the teams that draft well usually end up, uh, you know, sustaining excellence. Nick, has there always been wagering on the draft? Is that something new? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's very, very, very new. Started it probably three or four years ago, and there was only a few, and then there was more, and then there, it was just like the Super Bowl. A few, a few, and then a little more, and then some more, and then the other guy would try to outdo the other one, and all of a sudden the public gets involved. And so this will be, when, it, when the draft is held in Vegas, there will be so many people in town for that event, and they'll be interested in that event, and so the betting will be through the roof. When it's in the state of when when it's in Las Vegas will be incredible. One thing I've always asked you when we've done our shows together, as far as when we get ready for a Super Bowl show, I've always said the easiest bet, and you know what's going on at the first of the game, is the coin flip. I always ask you again. This year it was heads. I said I told everybody it's going to be a tail, and uh, I think you told me that it's been more tails than heads. Am I correct on that? You know what? I don't know the exact number, but it is every time we book that prop, I scratch my head and say, how did we write so much business on that prop? It's just a, it's a coin toss. We use a dollar five each way, minus 105 each way, low juice to encourage the betting. And uh, at the end, in my last few years at William Hill, we were writing uh, six figures on that prop, just a, two or 300,000 on a coin toss bet. Uh, it's the craziest, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen, but people, they want to win that first bet before the game even starts, and they'll go to the window and bet it. Now, can you believe the only reason I know it was heads is because I was thinking about it after we discussed it so many times. In fact, I've spoken at different events when I've said that tails is more than heads, so I listened, and it was heads this year. So we'll see what happens. We'll take a break, Nick. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about wagering as far as you mentioned uh, uh, professionals. And uh, I want to talk to you about some of the largest bets that you've heard about and, and how they've gone and why they do it and who these people are. You know, no names, of course, but the amount of money that is put up on there on some big games. And as far as the name recognition, too, everybody 
or they want everybody to know who they are, I guess. So we'll find out who they are after we take this short time out. So, again, I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to uh, Nick Bogdanovich, world's, I think, top handicapper in Las Vegas, and he's been everywhere, and he does it all and knows it all, obviously, as we drill him with this because there's no preparation for this show. I'm just thinking what comes in my mind, and I'm asking him these questions for you and me. So in the Inland Empire, good morning to you on AM 1490 on your dial every Saturday morning from 11 to 12. And in Las Vegas, we welcome all of you on uh, AM 1400, USC Trojan Talk, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And again, this segment brought to us by PTZ Express, game time specials. Yes, all day, Thursdays through Sundays, right by the race of sportsbooks at Arizona Charlie's. Bug up and fight on. We'll be right back. fans announcing Terrible's Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 471-BANK. That is 702 471 or use our convenient online banking service at MeadowsBank.Bank. Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk. I'm Harvey Hyde. Buckle up and ride along with us here every Thursday night live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, good morning to you between 11 and 12 on AM 1490 on your dial year-round. Nick Bogdanovich joins us. World, uh, I say, greatest handicapper. I know. I don't know uh, anybody that has accomplished what he has and has handled the type of money that they've handled, and he knows a lot of people in the game and is real damn good at it. Nick, uh, I read about and I hear about some of these large wagers that come in. This year, I think... One came in for $5 million on the Super Bowl. Is that correct, or is that just people saying that? No, that's correct. Uh, and in the day and age of social media, uh, these bet, the, the companies like to sort of boost that they're taking this kind of wager and, you know, it draws attention to their company. So, yeah, I think the gentleman you're talking about, he uh, owns a mattress uh, places down in Houston and, and he's become a big sports better lately and he likes to get his name out there and and he got a big bet on the Bengals for I don't know, six or seven million this year on the Super Bowl. So yeah, no, those bets are real. Uh people are out there betting those large, large numbers. Uh taking I don't know, probably six or seven seven digit bets in my life. And you know, we do it I just don't approve those type of bet. When they get to that big, we discuss it with management and discuss strategy. But for the most part, uh, it's usually on a Super Bowl, 
or a big fight like uh, McGregor and Mayweather. We, we took some seven-figure bets on that. So, yeah, they're exciting, Coach, and, they, and, and they, they're good for publicity. Uh, it, it helps the company in that way. Wow, I'll tell you, it's unbelievable. Now, I see signs in sports books that say, we can refuse your bet. What does that mean? Yeah, I, I guess, it, yeah, you have the right to, to do business with anyone you determine. So if someone comes in and you don't want to do business with them, then you'll just, you're, you just say you don't want to do business. It doesn't happen. Obviously, there's some professionals out there you try to keep in check, and then you just give them a different, you know, a, you know, a limit. I mean, if... You know, if 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 she wants fifty thousand, you can tell him, hey, we only want five thousand or ten thousand. But most of it's done through mobile now, so you know, people just pop in their a uh, uh, bet amount, and if you don't want it, you'll just tell them what you will take, and it'll pop right on their mobile account, and it's called a counter offer, and 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 that's pretty much how it's handled nowadays. Like, I think seventy-five to eighty percent of the business now, coach, is done on the the mobile. Uh, so it, that obviously technology is king and, and it's convenience and you can fund it right, you know, right through the phone as well. So you don't ever have to go into the joint carrying a huge bag of money anymore. Nick, uh, when you watch a game, I mean, are you into the game itself and the plays being called or are you more worried about what the bets are? Uh, yeah, no, you know what, coach, I don't watch a whole lot of games just because I'm, I follow them on the internet and I'm just, you know, focused on, on, on moving lines and taking bets. So I really don't have a lot of time Sundays. I have more time. So I probably, I probably watch more NFL than anything because once the game starts at 10, uh, I can focus on watching all the games. Uh, we have in play now coach where once the regular game is kicked off, in-play wagering takes over, and that was a whole separate department of 20 people. And, you know, then I get back involved at the halftime, do some second-half wagering. But as far as just watching the games and trying to learn, I do, really I – do, I do NFL and college football. I try to watch as much as I can. I, I don't watch too much of the basketball and baseball. I rely on uh, box scores and, and statistical information I get off the Internet. Well, Nick, I tell you, I could talk to you for the hour, by the hour. I tell you, I love you. I think you do a great job in what you do. You have a passion for it. You have a passion for sports. And again, I want to thank you uh, for coming and joining us uh, this evening and this morning, and sort of explaining behind the scenes on what happens in gaming. Nick Bogdanovich, we want to thank you again for joining us. Coach, my pleasure. Uh, you're a Las Vegas legend, and anytime you want to have me on the show, I'll be glad to do it. You're the best, buddy. Good luck to you. Good luck. And again, I guess you could say I'd rather be lucky than good. Uh, that's an old saying I used to hear all the time, too, and we used it when we coached. We won that game. Yeah, we might have been lucky, but we won that game, and that's what it's all about. So again, in the Inland Empire, I want to thank you all for joining us on AM 1490 on your dial every Saturday morning. Uh, USC Trojan Talk in Las Vegas. Thursday nights, brought to us by Terribles at Coors Light. Again, our uh, a seg seg final segment again has been brought to us by PT Express. That's, uh, they're inside Arizona Charlie's Casinos on both, both sides of town. PT Express, yes, the $4 original Nathan's Hot Dog, the $5 loaded Chili Cheese Dogs. It all happens at Arizona Charlie. So again, Justin in the studio, thank you for your assistance. For all of you out there, buckle up. We'll talk to you soon. I hope your team wins. I'm RBI. Good night and good morning to everyone.